We've cooked all season long. We found winners on Sundays. We found collab winners on primetime. But now it's time for the brightest of lights, the NFL playoffs, super wild card weekend, as many call it. We're trying to find some winners on the underdog pick and board, and we're going to do them now right before the weekend kicks off. This is the Player Profiler Pick and Power Hour starting now. Welcome back to the Player Profiler Pick and Power Hour. We're your hosts, Ahan Rungta and Trevor Tipton. A glorious time in the calendar year, and it's one that I'm certainly new to as a Patriots fan, uh, just not even contesting the playoffs. But Trevor, you're on the other side of the spectrum. It's a great dynamic we got going on here. You have a lot to look forward to as a 49ers fan. Uh, just from, from an NFL perspective, from this regular season's perspective, uh, Trevor, what's the vibe with the 49ers having a bye? Oh man, so great. Like Armstead's back at practice. That's massive for us. Like the health, essentially we got two buys and everybody's like, Oh, a little rust man. We needed it. We were banged up. Um, we say it, we've said it on this show all season. It health matters. And I love that we're going to be coming in a lot more healthy to this game. It's a way better spot for us now. Um, especially like Armstead's such an anchor on that D line. Um, I think there's a chance Tampa could upset Philly uh, and right. And if they do, we get Tampa at home. Um, Philly's just, I, um, as a Patriots fan, you'll appreciate this. Uh, I think Philly regrets their decision to hire Patricia. Um, if you don't think coaching matters, look at what's happened with Philly this season. Sure. They've taken some injuries, but I'm excited. I actually think, I think these games are going to be good. I think a little bit of the weather is being overhyped, but you know, people need something to talk about. So um, I, I actually think it could be a, a bigger deal in Buffalo than it is in Kansas city. Yeah. And uh 49ers wise, just, I mean, we, it's been advertised on this mm. show very often that I think they're the best team in football. They're getting a buy now They're I mean, nobody wants to face Brock Purdy and he got the experience of facing the, the Ravens once and getting humbled, right? So he has that experience out of the way too, which is big for him. So he, he it, it was it was starting to get to the point where he hadn't faced real adversity this season yet, but he got that too. So um, exciting times in 49ers Nation, exciting times in Patriots Nation too as we move on from Bill Belichick. Yes, sir. I don't have a sound effect for that, but uh, it's probably the saddest I, thing I've celebrated I, as a Patriots fan ever. I think it was time. I just – I think it was uh... – I think it was time to move on. I, I, I think there's a – I don't know what he's going to do if he wants to keep coaching. He'd, just the last couple of years, right after Brady left, you could just – it felt very disconnected. Um, his offenses – I mean, he be, he went without an offensive coordinator the year before. Um, and in case you're unaware, too, talking about the Ravens, how excited are they? Uh, fellow player profiler, member, and staffer, Kelly and Phoenix uh, – has a little bit, in case you're unaware, has a little bit of a crush on Mark Andrews. He was seen at practice today. She was basically posted nude selfies of him. Uh, it, you know, uh, he was basically in like Dadantanas. So uh, showing his Dadantana, which I was like, thanks, Kelly. I really needed to see that when I first woke up. But uh, obviously, she was excited. And it's, uh, uh, but at, you know, Andrews back. I, I don't know that anybody in the AFC can can beat B- 
Baltimore. I just don't know that they can, especially if Andrews is back. They're they're going to be tough. And again, though, but you know these next couple games on both sides, uh, health's going to matter. Um, but right, it's 2024. Joe Flacco is a quarterback for an NFL playoff team, along with Mason Rudolph. So at the same time, we we have highs and we have some lows. We're back. We're back. Shout out to our producer, or our producers. We have multiple producers, and shout out to to John Adams who uh, uploads, you know, the FF Press. He uploads uh, our podcasts uh, to, uh, you know, our our streaming our, our podcast services. So he, he he's he's always looking forward to that one little moment where my mic stops. But but we're back. Um, we, and uh, speaking of the you know the regular season, we're coming off a good one. It 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 was a rocky one. Uh, you know, throughout the season for many fantasy managers, but also a little bit of a wild ride for us. You know, I started, I think I didn't win an individual Sunday entry till week seven. Um, and it was frustrating for me while I was, we were cooking up on the underdog pick generator and you were carrying us at that time. Then I picked it up and then, uh, you know, we were hitting collabs, you know, once every three weeks, pretty much. Um, but we always found a way to give you guys winners. Like, I don't think we went two consecutive weeks with no winners um, on on the show. So that's a good thing. And if you want to be part of the DFS Dominator package next season, you get all of our DFS tools, your lineup tools, uh, et cetera. But you also get with you an opportunity to play Underdog Pick'ems. You can tail us using promo code Underworld upon entry. And uh, you can get a deposit match up to 100 US dollars when you do so. And if you want early leans throughout the week, since these projections do move, Go ahead and head over to the Underdog Pick Generator, which is part of that DFS Dominator pack. Our week 18 picks went 9-2-1. and two and one. Um, The push being Rashid Shahid receptions, it was always the receiving yards. Um, I was going back and forth between then. And our both our losses were on the Washington command. So yeah. shout-out to, to Ron Rivera um, and, and, you know, that era. Um, shout-out to that entire era. <laughs> Good riddance. Ugh. Like go like uh, I'm, I've never been a riverboat Ron fan. Like he just, like I'm just not a fan. Absolutely, and uh, but it's only right that we did finish off the regular season with a winner on the show as well, Uh, and a primetime winner at that. I jokingly said they call me the primetime king, even though nobody has said that. But I I think that was uh, a good boost for my ego since we did hit um, a primetime. entry that i didn't even realize until the morning after i usually tweet out that you know the the pick one after it wins during the game um but i forgot that dawson knox came through for us uh in this game i forgot that after he scored that touchdown he also did get the receiving yards so shout out to him i did have an anytime touchdown ticket on him and then tyreek hill you know i you know spoiler alert tyreek hill is gonna play a major part in in this playoff game whether or not it's negative 50 degrees, uh, he's going to play a major part in this game, and we're going to talk about all kinds of uh, revenge narratives in, in this uh, weekend slate. But it's good to end the regular season with some winners. And on the underdog pick generator, on the regular season, we went 136 and 101 and 1, good for 57%. Um, and the wild card leans went up last night. So if you have the DFS Dominator package, you already started crafting up your entries last night. But we're about to give you our favorite entries, our favorite picks, stuff that we're putting our actual money on to lead us through this weekend. But before we do that, let's just hear a quick word from the Podfather. 
Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's right there. It's $5 to download, and then every year it's $5 to load the next incoming class of rookies. You can add Superflex, add tight end premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player. And you can compare their lifetime value rating from Player Profiler to their Dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the price lookup tool. And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer. So you'll never lose another Dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set, this is a win now team, this is a rebuilding team. And then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side by side. Prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the app store. There's some add-ons for Superflex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing. And it's going to be well worth it. We're back on the Player Profiler Pick and Power Hour, giving out our underdog picks for the wildcard round of the NFL playoffs. You can tell us using promo code UNDERWORLD. We have on the screen right now, if you are watching streams, we do these streams every Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time for the rest of the season until the Super Bowl we're going to be on. So join us in chat, and we're live sharing the screen, which is the underdog pick and board at the time. I just want to walk through each of these games and just, uh, you know, before we get into our actual picks, just each game on the slate, you know, uh, you know maybe a preview, a take that we, we both have about these games. And it's only right that we start off with Joe Flacco versus C.J. Stroud, um, youngest, youngest quarterback, oldest quarterback of all time, uh, pretty much. And uh, this is the one game where I, I feel like I'm extremely torn about who's going to win the game. I also, spoiler alert, I won't have Pickens today on the show uh, for these, but uh, I'm just excited to, to watch Joe Flacco uh, versus C.J. Stroud, C.J. Stroud's first experience in the playoffs. Trevor, we've been high on C.J. Stroud, you know, all calendar year long, over the last one year. Uh, what do you expect of this game? So my heart wants C.J. to ball out. I, that's what I want. I want CD to just show up. I want Houston to make this a competitive game. Um, health matters. We were talking about it earlier. I, my worry is Houston's a little too banged up here uh, on the defensive side of the ball. That's, I think that's the ultimate challenge um, in this situation. Um, but man, what a story it would be if CJ came in, Houston upset Cleveland, got their first, you know, playoff win and I, you know, forever, uh, so I really like this spot. Um, same, I won't have I, I, the one play I will say I like here is I like Njoku because Houston is just uh, a goat rodeo versus tight ends. Um, I like his receptions. I like his receiving yards. Um, Amari's back, but again, Houston's just been a turnstile all season versus tight ends. So if you really want to go after this in this game, I think that's the spot. Um, I don't really love anything else. I think the rest of the, the lines are pretty sharp. Um, so, but at the same time, like if Flacco comes out and throws for another 300 yards again, I'm not going to be surprised against this Houston secondary. And again, ultimately, I think that's the challenge is I just don't think Houston's defense is healthy enough to get them through this game. Yeah. And I, I, I actually, I have a slightly different take on this game and it's just because CJ Stroud has, by the way, not thrown a pick since seemingly World War One, and I, it's, I, I feel like he's going to throw a pick in this game just because this is a spot where Cleveland can remind the world how good they are defensively. And even though they do have injuries, they are deep on defense. And this was, 
the the defense that for the longest time I was calling the best defense in the NFL. And, you know, some, sometimes that can be the Ravens, but this is a top three defense in the NFL. And I think it's a spot for them to remind the world who they are. Um, so I feel like this could end up being a low scoring game just because Cleveland, you know, their defense, but also Joe Flacco against the Texans. They're getting a second look at him where he did. He destroyed them single-handedly with Amari Cooper, which also opens up, like you said, David Njoku and Elijah Moore both. I'm glad Elijah Moore is healthy, by the way. Uh, that was a little bit scary what happened to him a couple weeks ago. Uh, so it could open up possibilities for David Njoku, Elijah Moore, David Bell even. So I'm not I'm not willing to guess, uh, go to the grave trying to guess what's going to happen here. I do have a couple of pick-ems in the pick generator from this just based on some, some pick-em systems that I've noticed throughout the season. Um, but you'd have to go to the DFS Dominator if you want to craft some entries with those. Uh, next up on the slate on Saturday afternoon, we have the wind chill game. Um, and Trevor, I know you think that the this the weather is being maybe a little bit overblown, no pun intended, um, with Dolphins versus Chiefs here. P- potentially feels like negative 35 degrees. Um, potentially getting moved, but I don't think that's really going to happen at this point. Tua in the cold just doesn't sound like a great idea. But Patrick Mahomes with Justin Watson as his third best pass catcher, also doesn't sound like a great idea to me. I personally think the Dolphins can at least keep this game close. If you read my player profile article on uh, picks for this game on the, on the betting side, I'm on the Dolphins against the spread. I think this run game is going to show up um, when they need to, and the Chiefs aren't going to have too many answers for that. I don't know uh, what your perspective is, Trevor. Um, yeah, this is – I I like Miami. I like Miami here because the whole earth is against – as it gets them all I've read on social all week is about, you know, dolphins on the road, dolphins in cold weather. And I now listen, I get they have, man, they have taken a lot of injuries on the defensive side of the ball, but Waddle is back. Raheem's back. A-chan's healthy. Reek is healthy. Like now do I think two is going to be throwing 50 yard bombs in this weather to Reek? No. Do I think there's going to be a ton of screens, jet sweeps, um, you know, slants? Yes. Uh, I don't think McDaniel's going to completely abandon the completely abandon the pass. Um, I think he's going to use a balanced attack. But KC hasn't been good. In case anybody isn't aware, Kansas City hasn't been good against the run this year. While they've done a good job against the pass, they're trash against the run, um, and if you really dig into it, there, there's some pretty, some pretty big stats that blow your mind. Um, so I like Miami here and I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give everybody a, a long shot while we're doing underdog here. Uh, I talked about it on another show last night. I, my long shots Raheem for two touchdowns in this game. No, no argument against it. Right. I mean, someone's, someone's got to score eventually in this game. Right. 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 Someone's got to score it. And if, if Miami, is to keep this game close. Like I think it's got to be, you know, obviously Tyreek's going to be the main point of attack, but obviously the main focus of the defense. And I wouldn't be surprised if Miami just ran the ball 50 times. Um, That's certainly within the realm of possibility. Uh, So I like that take. Um, And I do have a couple pickings from this game as well in the pick generator, since I feel so strongly that the Dolphins are being a little bit disrespected. I'm not going to lie. Whenever two drops back to throw a pass, I'm going to be scared. I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm not. I'm not a, a fan of Tua. I'm a fan of what the Kansas City Chiefs have historically done against the pass in the playoffs. But I do think Mike McDaniel can keep this game close and competitive. 
And I'm probably going to have a game stack for this game and drop it in the Discord as well. And I know I say that sometimes I don't do it on time, but it's the playoffs. Don't worry. I'm going to be dropping a game stack for this game personally. Um, also, Eli Apple, by the way, gets to face Patrick Mahomes. Just another one of the storylines in this game. Don't, don't be shocked when you see McDaniels use Hill and Waddle in this game, Debo style. I like that. This, see, if we had enough time, if we if we had a, like a, a few days till the playoffs started, this is something that would go in the quote graphic because anything that references Debo Samuel that's not in a 49ers context is quote board worthy. I, that's just the rule, right? It doesn't matter. After Debo Samuel retires, people will be saying this is the Debo Samuel rule. But next up, we have. A pretty ugly game, seemingly, on Sunday afternoon. Steelers versus Buffalo. Another cold game, um, but nobody beats Rudolph in the cold, right? Right? Um, I think we have pretty similar take on this one. This is going to have to be a running back heavy game for Pittsburgh. I, if, if Rudolph tries to throw 40 passes against this Buffalo defense that is red hot, by the way, it's uh, not going to be great, um, so, you know, especially in this weather. So, I personally think this is a Jalen Warren game. I know, Trevor, you, you for, for, for all intents and purposes, agree. Um, the Bills' side, Gabe Davis is out, which is a big storyline, which means that the Bills, uh, congratulations, you've advanced to the next round of the playoffs. Apologies for any Gabe Davis stand, but that's just – shout out Ed DeLauder, player profiler, family, Ed DeLauder. I know you're a Gabe Davis stand, but I had to say that. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game? I mean, can we talk about things I trust more than Gabe Davis? Um, a congressman telling me the truth about what stocks they're buying. Those are, those are, you know, some things I trust more than Gabe Davis. Uh, I am anti Gabe Davis. Uh, I actually <coughs> think Davis out is, is good for them. Um, this is, uh, this is going to be, I just think one of these old school grind them out. Oh, there's my boy. There's my boy. If you're watching, Mr. Dalton Kincaid. Uh, I love Dalton this week. Um, I'm not using him here on the show, but I definitely have some stuff with Dalton. Um, he is, uh, he's earned Allen's trust. And if, again, if the weather is, if the weather hits the way they think it's going to hit, they're going to use shorter routes and Kincaid will benefit from that. We saw go again last week, even with Knox getting some opportunities he has Allen's tr trust now and maybe the ghost of Stefan Diggs shows up. Uh, I, I don't know that he does against Minka. Uh, that's a pretty tough spot. Um, but you know, we Diggs has done his normal start off super hot and then he disappears, uh, the second half of the season. So I'll be curious there. And the question is for me really is, do we get Dallas James cook or do we get normal James cook? So, uh, I'm sure Buffalo hopes it's Dallas James Cook. So, as you know, as we're looking at this, I also like uh, Shakir. Uh, I think his line's too low on this. Shout out to Underdog for putting up uh, all these role players, so to speak, on the pick'em yeah. board because not Fat every Letty, baby, Fat Letty. Not everybody is giving us Leonard Fournette, guys. Not everybody's doing so. If this game somehow does turn out to be a blowout, I promise you I'm going to be, like, staring at my TV waiting for Leonard Fournette to appear in a red zone package. But also, uh, 
Khalil Shakir, solid player. I mean, we saw that 100 receiving yards uh, in Week 18. Did not have that on my bingo card. I had Khalil Shakir exposure, but did not have exposure to the 100-plus receiving yards. Trent Sherfield with top three toe-tap touchdown um, on the season. Uh, so someone's stepping up for the Bills for sure, uh, especially with T.J. Watt. I'm not interested in guessing who it is. And then we go to the next game, which is Packers versus Cowboys. To me, this is going to be perhaps the most – this is perhaps the most underrated game of the first round of the playoffs. Just on the one on the one hand, you have the best Cowboys team I've seen in the Dak Prescott era. Prescott for most of the season playing like an MVP candidate, and honestly, if he never faced the 49ers, he might be in the MVP conversation. Um, and then on the other side, you have one of the hottest offenses in football in the Packers, and they're seven point underdogs, but for good reason. I mean, they're in Dallas. That Dallas defense is super tough. And also the Packers are banged up. I, I would assume Christian Watson plays, um, but you never know with him. Romeo Dubs also banged up. Kind of scary. Was uh, had you know nasty um, health issues last week. I don't want to repeat what they were. But hopefully we can get mostly healthy rosters in this and the Packers can keep this close. But I'm not willing to go to the grave trying to you know bet on against a Dallas blowout since we've seen it so many times. A lot of good football players in this game. Um, want to take this moment to victory lap what I said before the season started, which was Jordan Love's ADP in best ball was QB 20. And that was my steal of the draft at the quarterback position. I said, when you pair a, a growing, a decent quarterback, a, a decent quarterback with good players like Christian Watson, Jaden Reed, Aaron Jones, Luke Musgrave, even though he hasn't played a ton of the season, but also Tucker Craft. Dontavion Wicks, these are all good players, and Jordan Love has made the most out of that them recently. So I'm I'm expecting a good game. Um, do you see value here? Yeah, um, I do actually. Um, so I like I, I actually think this game is gonna be better than people expect. And uh I think it's a bonus that AJ Dillon is not gonna play this game. I think it's gonna force their hand to use arguably their best offensive player like they should uh, because they, you know, they'll give them some, you know, some breathers, but uh, Aaron Jones. Um, now I get how good Dallas defense is, but he's going to get, he's going to get the opportunities. And, the, and those are what we want to see in this weekend, uh, these weekends. And as you said, I, you know, we love attacking, um, you know, certain spots. Uh, so, and I'm a, I'm a Jaden Reed stand. So uh, I really like Reed this weekend, uh, and we'll talk about him a little more shortly here. So actually what I want to get going is is how many times – I might start setting an over-underline on how many times a Hans Mike could quit during one show. The craziest part is I did a show right before this, and it no issues at all. I think my mic is just way too excited for this playoff slate. Um, you know, the, 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 taking the phrase, we're, we're spazzing out on the board way too seriously. Um, I, I, I agree that um, Aaron Jones is going to have to be a big part of this game, but I want to talk just for a moment on the Dallas side. I think this game is going to come down to, this is going to be competitive for maybe two, three quarters, and it's going to come down to the fact that Joe Barry does not deserve to be a defensive coordinator, and Packers fans <laughs> will agree with me on this, is that Joe Barry is – his game planning is one of the worst I've ever seen. When he faces quarterbacks with a good arm, he gives them the deep ball. When he faces, you know, 
when he faced Justin Fields last week, I thought that was one of his better game plans all season long, where he didn't just allow the easy receptions and he forced Fields to make plays downfield because that's not exactly his strength. If Joe Barry comes out and, you know, allows Dak Prescott to have his deep balls to Brandon Cooks, it's over, right? And it's just, it's... It's, it's going to be ugly to watch, and someone on Dallas offense is going ballistic other than CD. Um, I don't think it's going to be Jake Ferguson because just I'm not a big fan of Jake Ferguson, but maybe a sneak spot for Jalen Tolbert making a big play. Maybe Michael Gallup rises from the ashes because this receiving yards line, like think about two years ago, Michael Gallup having a receiving yard line of 10.5. Just let that sink in. So someone's making a big play in this game, so – I, I just like if you're building DFS lineups, just stack Dak with someone and it's going to work because I'm not a fan of Joe Barry. And that, that's my take on this game. Yeah, it's uh, this. If there was ever a Michael Gallup week, this is it. Yeah. Last game on the Sunday slate is perhaps everybody, the public's favorite game of the season. This is the epitome of a revenge narrative because you have both quarterbacks facing each other with revenge narratives. Funnily enough, you think about how good this Lions team is, especially offensively. Now, imagine this exact Lions team with Matthew Stafford. Obviously, that wouldn't happen in practice since they got guys like Sam Laporta and you know future picks because of the trade of Matthew Stafford. But it would be pretty funny if Matthew Stafford beat the Lions in Ford Field in a season where many people thought the Rams were not going to be good at all, including myself. It would be pretty funny if the Rams won this game outright because Matthew Stafford just made one too many plays more so than Jared Goff did. And that's what's exactly what's going to happen. If you read my article earlier this week, my biggest bet of this off the week is on the Rams winning this game. Uh, Rams against the spread, but Rams outright as well. Spoiler alert, I will have a pick entry from this game. Trevor, what's your take? Um, interesting spot here. Um, I'm, you have, uh, I'm not big on Kyrene this week. I think they're going to have to throw the ball. Detroit's only given up like a thousand twenty-eight rushing yards on the entire season. They give up like three point five, three point eight something yards per carry. Like their run D is no joke. However, they're you know they have weapons, so they're going to use Puka. They're going to use Cup, um, and Robinson's been a nice addition for them for that third spot, opening up downfield. Um, I see Kyrie getting used out of the backfield a decent amount here. Um, especially because, you know, we're not sure where we stand with Higby. Um, so I like this game. Um, I think it's really close. I think this is going to come down to which quarterback doesn't make the bigger mistake. Um, you know, does, you know, and, and we know how golf is under pressure. Um, if the Ram, you know, Donald and the Rams are getting after him. Um, I definitely like the Ram side. Can the lions line, which is, very, very good. You know, can Penny and those guys slow down the Rams front? I think that's going to matter. Um, but, you know, this is the narratives there, but this is my favorite game because I just think this is the best matchup uh, of this opening weekend. I think these are two very closely matched teams of strength versus weakness. Um, and I actually like Monty in this game. So uh, I'm on Monty. Uh, I think they're going to use them. Um, you know, and hopefully Dan Campbell isn't stubborn and does something stupid again, like going, you know, going for it three times, you know, and they don't lose because of coaching. I, I hope it's left on the field and we see it from there. 
completely agree with everything. Shout out Anthony in the chat as he normally is. He has faith in my microphone. I don't know if that faith is uh, is sane or not. It's a, it's a pretty low alternate line there, but shout out to him for having faith. And he's going to the Rams-Lions game. Oh, nice. The atmosphere. That should be a great time. Vegas total of 51, baby. We love yeah. to see that. And finally, we finish out with uh, one of the more uncertain games right now just because of the injuries. You know, A.J. Brown, by the way, just deleted Twitter, uh, deactivated Twitter, and removed all his Eagle stuff from his Instagram. I hope he's doing mentally okay. As remember, this is, after all, adults getting paid to play a kid's game. So hopefully he's okay. Um, but sounds like we're getting Jalen Hurts in a road game. And I'll, I'll just say it. Jalen Hurts is the number one option for the Eagles right now. I'm not impressed by the Tampa Bay defense. They rank number 23 in EPA per play since coming off their bye in week six. I think the I think Philly wins this game just because Jalen Hurts is going to be the best player on that field. And that's exactly where my take ends. I, I know Baker's banged up, but I know Hurts is banged up. I know A.J. Brown is banged up. I think it's just going to come down to, even without a finger, Jalen Hurts is the best player on this field. If I told you at the beginning of the season, in the first round of the playoffs, you could get Jalen Hurts at minus three versus Tampa, you would have backed the Binks truck up and taken that Binks truck and tried to empty your bank account on it. Um, this is uh, the best buy, you know, buy low, sell high, right? Buy the Eagles low, sell Tampa high. Um, I- I'm going to trust the the better player on the field as well here. I I don't know how much more. I'm curious to see where, where all the lines land. Um, but for now, it's um, I'm just going to buy – the better team, uh, and I think the Phillies even banged up some better team. And shout out to Underdog as well for you know it's coming in and out. But remember, you get these spicy picks as well. James Bradbury was on the board earlier today for a defensive interception. Ooh. You can multiply your payout three times. James Bradbury Barry getting an interception after he's been been getting cooked all season long. You know we talked about the defensive issues Phillies had. He's been getting cooked all season long. If he gets an interception to win them this game, that would be the most NFL playoff thing of all NFL playoffs. Regardless, we just walked through every single game, but now it's time for what you're here for, our picks. And I'm going to start it off this time because I think that we might have some projection moves. And I'm going to the game that I called the game of the week, the game that everybody is going to want to watch and potentially is going to be a shootout. And when I see uh, projections that haven't hit in most games – I like it even more than the public does because the public is going to be scared to take the higher on something that hasn't hit very often. But you have to read the tea leaves. Lines are set a certain way for a reason. And this is the absolute perfect spot to put my money where my mouth is when I say the Rams are going to win this game on the back of Matthew Stafford and this passing offense. I'm taking the higher on Matthew Stafford, 19.65 fantasy points. Here's some reasons I'm not going with other routes. First off, I think the Rams command this game because the Lions' defense is absolutely atrocious. They're one of the worst passing defenses in the NFL. Number two, they're one of the best run defenses in the NFL. And since week 10, they're actually number four in rush EPA per play allowed. How has Matthew Stafford stayed under his fantasy points uh, You know, projections even in games where he plays very well, it's because Kyron gets all the goal line work and Stafford doesn't get his touchdowns. In this spot, the Lions are stingy against running backs throughout the field, but especially at the goal line, they haven't allowed too many running backs to score touchdowns. But if this Vegas total is going to come anywhere near the 51 where it's projected at, it's because the Rams are going to score at least a few, 
two, three, four, maybe five times. If Matthew Stafford can get me 300 passing yards, which he can do against this passing offense, that'll probably get us near this fancy point line. But also, even if he just gets 250 yards but gets three touchdowns along the way, we're also covered this way. So I think Matthew Stafford's going to have to put the team on his back, especially in the red zone. This is a good fade spot for Kyron Williams and a good buy spot for Matthew Stafford to put the team on his back. And right with that, I'm just going to go ahead and pair so that we can get this entry in. On the Lions side, Sam Laporta officially has a dog in him. He practiced today in full after getting an injured in week 18. Still don't know what he was doing out on the field. I don't think the Lions should have played their starters. But Sam Laporta, he's going to play. Um, and that is probably the only reason we're getting this line not one higher. And it's Amon St. Brown higher than seven and a half receptions. I think that's going to move because it's already minus 140 on many sports books. Amon Ra, obviously the number one option. And obviously the Rams are going to be smart and try to take him out of the game. But at the, at the end of the day, this is a game stack, right? I'm going with the game stack of the Rams do their job on offense and absolutely cook the Lions. And to match that effort, Amon Rasane Brown is going to have to be heavy volume. He's hit the over on seven and a half receptions uh, seven times out of his 16 games this season, which might seem, okay, it's less than a 50% hit rate, but you have to look at context. Multiple of the games where he missed the line, it was because they were facing zone heavy, heavy zone defenses where Sam Laporta just destroyed that defense and Sam Laporta became the number one option. The Rams are heavy on zone, but Amonra, not really, you know, pretty much matchup proof. And Sam Laporta is banged up a little bit. This probably not going to be a blowout, but if it's a blowout, I highly doubt it's going to be because the Lions are blowing them out. I'm putting my money where my mouth is when I say the Rams are the team that's going to have command of this game and Goff is going to have to throw the ball. They can't do it to just Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. They can't do it to just Sam Laporta because he is banged up. They have to do it to their superstar. Amr St. Brown, higher than seven and a half receptions. It's going to be eight by the time the game starts, and I'm going to lock that in with my two pick. Trevor, I'm so ready for this one because I, I love when we have pick em entries with a theme. Anthony says, given Detroit pretty good versus RB at the goal, goal line, Rams tight ends worth a look. I like this take. I think Tyler Higby is going to have a good game. I think it's hard to see, you know, the it's hard to see the Lions shut down the Rams at all, which is why I like the Rams in this game. But it's also hard to see how they don't, especially make an extra effort to try to stop Cooper Cup. Uh, so someone is going to have to step up. Maybe it's just Puka Nakua as he has all season long. And by the way, here's a little nugget. When the Rams have Kyron Williams, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, and Puka Nakua all on the field this season on those snaps, they're the number one offense in football by EPA per play, by points per drive. So I, I don't mind the Rams tight ends as a look, but I also gave this out earlier today on, a, on another show, and I talked about this on Twitter a little bit as well. Don't sleep on Matthew Stafford maybe scrambling, taking the uh, pressure off Kyron Williams a little bit and scrambling for a touchdown here. His anytime touchdown price is plus 1,400. But yes, you're right, Anthony. Detroit is also historically bad against the tight end. Trevor, do you have any thoughts about this game? Or do you want to just move on with your pick entry? And now Trevor's mic is cut off. Yes, sir. We are back. I was muted. Mine was because I hit the mute button because I didn't want to, like, say something while you were talking. So, 
Um, yeah, so I uh, actually I want to get going because one of my lines is already moving higher, and I I think it's going to keep going. So let's uh, get it. And we're going with the Jalen Pack this weekend, and we're going to start with Mr. Waddle of the Miami Dolphins. I get it, right? Like there's all this stuff. He's coming off the high ankle sprain. Blah 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 blah. So I, I really don't care about that. What I care about at this point is Miami's giving up two wide receivers is crazy, or Kansas City's giving up to wide receivers. Uh, they're the 21st in the league, uh, giving up rush yards. They're going to have to scheme Waddle in, and his rush receiving is 48 and a half. We're going higher here. He's hit this in 10 straight games he's played, 10. Uh, that's a monster number. Um, we like him to get used here. You heard me talk about it at the beginning of the show. I think Waddle gets some Debo usage out of McDaniel in this game. Um, I think he's going to scheme up some of that. Uh, same with Tyreek. And the fact that I can just add his rushing yards on top of it for way less. I like it. I like the spot. Uh, and then we're going to Jalen Morton. Uh, Mason Rudolph is a quarterback. Say that again. Mason Rudolph is a quarterback against Jalen Morton. Um, and we're actually, we're, we're going to go, we're not going rush here. Uh, I'm going to change it up on you. We're going to go three receptions higher. Woo. Look at that. Look at his receipt. Oh, his receiving yards went down. Um, here, here's why, here's why I like this. Um, in case you're unaware, Miles Garrett's really, really, really fast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he is going to be all over Mason Rudolph all day long. Now. Oh, I went to Warren. Sorry. Um, now they get Buffalo. Buffalo is 22nd. I was going to a different game. Buffalo is 22nd in receptions loud. Uh, Warren's hit this in five straight. Um, so I just like this spot. His two and a half line is minus like 160 of books right now. So that's why it's up to three. Three gets us the push. Uh, I'm going to lock it in before it moves even higher on Waddle, which is what I'm concerned about. Um, and I was going to add one more from from the uh from there but it's uh i like warren in this spot i think he gets used uh in tomlin's uh last hurrah in pittsburgh i like it we have a we have a we have a game stack and we have a jalen stack um and uh i I do like the push potential with uh, the receptions because with that saved us in the past a few times so we like that Again, if you want to tail our picks, you can do so on the underdog board. And if you want the rest of our underdog leans, you can head over to the DFS Dominator pack on our website, the Underdog Pick Generator. Come over to the Discord where we're going to drop some more entries. We have not yet officially, you know, we've come close because of pushes and stuff, but we haven't had a full clean sweep of the show um, on a on a weekend yet. Um that's three yards people. last weekend. Rashad three left yards. us three yards short of a complete sweep last weekend. That was sad. That was sad. But maybe we've just been sandbagging and just leaving it for the playoffs, right? Shout out to everybody who has joined us in stream. Um, and this is going to probably be, you know, this probably the last time you see a 40-minute episode on the show. For those of you who are listening on podcasts, make sure you join us on the streams in the future for the, the rest of the slate. Even when we have a two-week break before the Super Bowl, we're going to be on the show. We're probably going to construct entries, both you know the, the, the bye week, so to speak, and then the Super Bowl week. We're going to be constructing entries all playoffs long. But for now, let's sweep the board, right? Let's just do it. 
We'll see. We're gonna sweep the whole playoffs. We're gonna sweep the whole playoffs. That and it starts with a four and zero card this week. We'll see you after Monday Night Football. We'll see you next Friday, four thirty p.m. Eastern time, for the second round of the NFL playoffs. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.